Welcome to We Got Your Six at Six, Patriot Playtime here with the People's Patriot Project. I'm Andrea Eichmann, and I'm here to start us off tonight by welcoming you and inviting you to join us every week at 1800 right here on all of our Facebook channels and YouTube and uh, Rumble sometimes. So um, stick with us. Every week we bring you a guest. Many times we bring a new musician. Um, and sometimes some old friends, and we share all the good, sometimes not so good things that are happening in our world. Um, every week, I like to throw out Peggy and Bobby Kretzinger down there with Operation Texas Strong. Man, they are moving and moving. I think I saw three or four new RVs being given away to homeless veterans just this week, just always moving. And then I also need to say uh, shout out to Derek Iozio. Um Thanks, bud. You're amazing. He's just been a great support um, and team player and all of the above. Today is April 30th, 2023. We have some really awesome guests to share with you tonight. We have got Jonathan Barton. He's here with Warfighter Group and a list of other credits. So we're going to let him talk about those and share his mission, all the exciting things he's doing and has coming up. And then we also uh, really by the, they say, skin of his teeth. Schaefer Mueller is here, and I'm impressed if a tire actually got changed in that amount of time. Um, we're glad you're here. He's going to share some music with us, talk about what he's got going on. But before we get started with all of this, we would like you to stand if you can, put your hand over your heart, take off your hat, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag of the United, United States of America, America. and to the, and republic, to the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Boom! There we go, right? Wow. 
How exciting. <laughs> I, Schaefer Mueller might be part of uh, either Indy or NASCAR uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> he sent some pictures saying he's changing the flat tire. Dude, I was moving. <laughs> I'm like out of breath. I'm out of breath. I'm yeah, out of breath. That's right now awesome. We have to take care of you, brother. We we don't throw our guys under the bus. Uh, every once in a while, we do get that cancellation and just stuff yeah. happens. But we're glad you're all here. I washed my car. Good to see you. I had some tire stuff on it. So I, I was halfway through was the tire, impressive. and I had I had a good buddy show up, and uh, he was like, "Hey, him and his girl were like, take my car. We'll finish it up here." So I took their car with my guitar, drove home, and they they finished up the tire. So they came. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah. Well, got to get a shot now. Yeah, we all need friends like that. Yeah, I I thought I had good friends. Yeah, otherwise I wouldn't have made it. I tell you that. That was pretty fantastic. It was. Well, uh, we're glad you're both here tonight. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're both here tonight, and uh, uh, we're excited to have both of you. Uh, Lots of uh, information to share. Jonathan, how about you give us the news real quick? I can do that. Um, so this is the last day of April. So we'll cover a little bit of April news and we'll jump into the beginning of May as well. Um, so April is, once again, the month of the military child. Recognize the unique challenges that children and military families face. Uh, long separations, frequent moves. Um, is the time to honor their sacrifice to the military community. It's an opportunity to recognize military children and the youth for their heroism, character, courage, sacrifices, and continued resilience. April is also Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and the goal is to raise awareness about sexual violence and educate communities on how to prevent these things from happening. Uh, Today, April 30th is National Therapy Animal Day. It promotes the health and wellness benefits of animal-assisted therapy activities and education. Animal therapy or pet therapy uh, refers to to using animals to help people cope and recover from uh, certain physical and mental health conditions. Uh, The noticeable changes in human behavior when interacting with animals are the main reason why uh, animal, animal therapy is so attractive and why it has become such an integral, integral today's therapeutic practice. Um, you use pets, like rabbits, and pigs, and birds, and all kind of stuff now. Um, May 1st is Silver Star Service Banner Day. The Silver Star is awarded to, awarded to those who show distinguished valor in combat. It is the third highest decoration in the armed forces of the United States. The Silver Star Service Banner Day recognizes the sacrifices of the ill, wounded, and dying service personnel, but the day also honors those awarded with the Silver Star Medal as well as their families. The color silver symbolizes the gallantry of the service members, and the blue symbolizes hope, and the two colors reinforce the message of Silver Star Service Banner Day. Uh, May 2nd, Childhood Depression Awareness Day was created to protect children who are suffering from the debilitating illness. In the U.S. alone, the suicide rate among 10 to 24-year-olds increased by nearly 60% between 1990 and 
between 2007 and 2018. Uh, depression is, it's a collective problem uh, and everyone should be aware of it, especially when it affects the children. Uh, the responsibility to maintain awareness is even greater. Use Childhood Depression Awareness Day as the perfect time to learn more about it. Um, there's so much information to cover, but uh, you can do a little bit of research on childhood depression if you have children or work with children. Uh, so let's do our part to help combat this illness and make ourselves aware of what to be on the look for. May 2nd is National Teacher Appreciation Day, and I'm sure no one here has ever heard of that. Uh, it's observed on the first Tuesday of the first full week of May, and we're more than ready to show our appreciation to those who have taught us. This day uh, was meant to honor them. It was actually made by a teacher, the First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. The official National Day celebrates teachers by gift giving and the showing of accolades for students and parents alike. Um, you can use the hashtag Teacher Appreciation Day and National Teachers Day uh, on social media to show teachers that they are making a difference and that we appreciate them. Uh, lastly, May 4th is a National Day of Prayer. Faith is a big part of American culture. It's a uh, it's a diverse nation filled with people from various ethnicities with a variety of beliefs. The National Day of Prayer that we know today was founded in 1952. It was co-founded by the United States Congress and President Harry S. Truman. Since this day is designated for people to take time to actually pray, the best way that you can celebrate it is by praying. No matter what faith you believe, Take a moment to celebrate it, reflect on it, talk to God and acknowledge the existence of your faith or the existence of faith in your life. And that is all for the news today. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jonathan. Um, I am not always on it, but it just took me a, a minute to figure out that we actually have two Johns on the show tonight. <laughs> so uh, it will be uh, addressed as Jonathan, our regular uh, ambassador from uh, Bourbon Battle Buddies. And, and Mr. Barton, you'll be addressed as such, Mr. Barton. Is that right? Yeah, I, uh, I saw that, too. So I made sure I used my, my abbreviated first name. So <laughs> Okay. All right. I, been, but I thought I saw somewhere you, you may go by JB in some yeah. some. Okay. Yeah, when I, when I first got started, everyone was named John in the film business. And I was like, I just, just another John. So I just okay. became JB. <laughs> I don't think we should say just another John. I think that's just another. Other there are so many too. Johns. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to point out real quick that he doesn't have an H in his name. And personally, I think that is remarkable. I like it. <laughs> Biblical spelling. Yeah. That's right. Well, but Jonathan, you have an H in your name. Does that make it not right? Yeah, but it's, it's not it's not between the O and the N, so <laughs> it doesn't count. Middle H, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so our first segment, we normally just find out who we are, what we do, where we're going. Um, well, where we're going is actually another one, and, and we're trying to mix up our our play a little bit. Uh, and Andrea is going to take the second segment. 
and uh, she wanted to have a little bit. I'm throwing her right under there. I mean, because we can all do it. I but um, it. we talk about things, and then we decide right well, here. We did. That's we did. We talked about it once. I know how that we works. Talk about one day. Yeah. No, that's um, Mr. Barton. Tell us about your service, um, like where you're at, and uh, what you're doing right now. Well, uh, let's start with where I'm at. I'm in uh, beautiful Port Wyneme, uh Navy Base Ventura County. Um, I'm here in the RV. We're taking the summer to travel around the bases from Pendleton all the way up north to um, Mission Bay. So uh, this is Wyneme, and I live in Los Angeles, so it's not that bad of a commute. Uh, in terms of my military service, the United States Marine Corps, 12 years, uh, combat vet. Uh, I did Noble Eagle, Operation Enduring Freedom, OIF-1, OIF-2. Um, was in Fallujah, um, did, did the rounds, and um, finally I got out. I joined a reserve unit, went to Fourth Light Armored Reconnaissance at Camp Pendleton, which is a little bit of a different animal, and then left the military after 12 years. And uh, because I was at Pendleton, I was pretty close to Los Angeles, and I started working in the film industry. Another sergeant major friend of mine was working on projects, and he's like, hey, JB, I need you to come up and work with me. You just got back from the shit, so come on up and you know show me how it's done. And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't even know what I'm doing. And so, uh, yeah, so that got me started in film and TV. And um, been a, it's been a long ride ever since. That's outstanding. It's amazing. Um, and I don't know what the pull is in the industry. It wasn't for, it's not for me, other than the fact that we're trying to do our own live streaming stuff, which sure. is a little different than the filming that you do. Um, we have a number of uh, veterans in our in our network that have gone to the film industry sure. and uh, is working in that film area. And it's, it's always so intriguing. Uh, everyone's... Uh, particular approach to it and how they decide that they're going to do it and uh it's exciting and fun to watch at the same time because your materials do pop up uh um i've been trying really hard it didn't work out this is off the subject on the subject but i really want to watch john schroeder's uh to die for film Um, oh yeah it uh apparently you can get on vimeo i'm not even sure if i'm saying that correctly but uh, it, uh, if you get a chance, it's about, and based on tr- a real life story of the man who, who has gone around flying his flag at his discretion on his property and on his vehicle and, and the battles he went through to do that. And I, I think it does come to a demise at the end, but I haven't seen it. So I, that's not a spoiler word. That's just me <laughs> not knowing what I'm talking about. So, um, bless you. <laughs> Thanks. Is Sorry. this, uh. Did your service help prepare you for the areas you're going into right now? Yeah, oh, beyond a doubt. Um, you know, I was at 0351, so infantry assaultment. And, uh, you know, we're having to deal with a lot of kinetic motion and, and moving through, you know, orders of battle really fast and dealing with a lot of orders and conflicting orders as things coming down uh, right away. And I, I, it was just crazy. I started working in the film industry and I'm like, this is exactly like the infantry. I mean, half the time, no one knows what they're doing. The other half of the time are rushing through, kick a door in and, you know, it's, and there's guns blazing all day. Um, I started working really big, huge budget, A-list action movies. And we would have six, 800 extras running around with, uh, with blanks and just, you know, that, just that if I wasn't already prepared mentally from combat and dealing with the infantry for so many years they would have been very difficult because uh can be overwhelming a movie sets can be very very overwhelming 
but I fit right in. And, uh, you know, my expertise is in weapons and weapon systems. And so all of a sudden, you know, I'm thrust into the mix of, oh, wait, let's make sure all 600 of these people don't shoot each other in the back. Right. Because even though we're using blanks, you could still get someone hurt. And uh, that's how I made my niche is keeping people safe. And um, had I not had I not been in the infantry and been in combat, I would have been I would have been a fish out of water. I was going to make a joke, but my brain doesn't uh, click that fast sometimes. It seems like there's a movie that's coming out here soon that could have used your expertise a little bit. Well, uh, there might be. I don't get to work on every movie, unfortunately. It's uh, I. Uh, it's only um, we we uh, early on we tried to take as many different projects as we could, and uh, we got a little spread a little thin. But um, I've done a I've done some two hundred movies and television shows. Uh, a lot of the weapons training on terminal list uh recently for amazon studios um i've worked with every major celebrity to teach them gun handling but i focus on the the big celebrities the chris hemsworth and the tom cruises of the world and so when they work with me it's like a it's it's a status thing for them to know they've got the best weapon handler in the film industry working with them so i don't get a chance to work a lot with with smaller projects which is unfortunate because I'm a huge independent movie fan. So the big movies are fine. We do a lot of work for Marvel. I just wrapped up Captain America 4. Uh, and, and those are great, wonderful projects. But I, I love smaller films myself. Now, the, the movie I was referring to was Rusted with Alec Baldwin. And I, I know that's a little tasteless at this time. But um, <laughs> well, it's listen, look, I, I, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of the of the dead and anything, but um, that unfortunately that incident reevaluated my job security so it's uh i've been on entertainment tonight i've been on uh, various podcasts talking about weapon safety why it's integral in movies because it doesn't happen often but when it happens when an accident on a movie set happens it becomes a international news story 100 you know because we should not have reality intersecting fantasy you know we, we want to create something fun and exciting but we want to do it safely when people get hurt or killed on a movie set, we violated all the rules we've sworn to, to uphold in making movies, and it's unfortunate. Well, and how about the taste of reality that this is dangerous? Absolutely, and sure, it Got does it happen. Um, it, it does kind of help me parallel. It helps me parallel the thoughts of even working in the world of because we support uh, both first responders and veterans. Uh, right. There are six hundred million first responder calls every year. And to have the number of issues in regards to police officers uh, discharging weapons and or yeah. uh, doing stupid stuff to begin with that sure. end up killing people that are in the right place to begin with. Um, yeah. And I've heard some terrible stories of late of uh, a guy who came to his door, didn't know who was pounding on his door. They're at the wrong address. And, and that's sad and unfortunate. And I hate that. But I'm going to tell is. you what, it's worth having those police officers available I just saw a post just now that uh, you can curse me, you can swear me, you can spit on me, but I'm still going to be showing up. And I was getting ready to do the post that said, you can even kill my brother and sister, and we are still going to be showing up because that's the verbiage we're at right now. But that's another tangent, and I apologize, but it is kind of the battle that we're at right now in in the streets of America. Um, And And it's a good parallel, too. You know, it's uh, I think that people when I talk about, I make movies and I work in the film industry, people just associate that with, oh, it's not real military stuff. It's not real guns. It's not real this. And that's categorically not true. 
many times we'll work, let's say at Pendleton, like when I did Battle Los Angeles and we used, you know, Abrams at Pendleton and there, there was a huge element of danger. If I got my actors near an Abrams and they got run over, I mean, they're dead. It's that's how fast that would have happened. And, and yep. so, you know, that intersection of reality and fantasy is, is critical when you someone like me or there's other people like me out there, they need to navigate that for the civilians, especially in the film industry, because a lot of them have zero experience with, Law enforcement, guns, weapons training, weapons safety, any of that. So without a without a guide, without a shepherd to kind of push things through, accidents do happen, have happened, and will continue to happen. So I take my job really serious. But I get what Brother, you're saying, absolutely. Many of them don't know their butt from their ear when it comes to weapons to begin with. Um, Jonathan uh, did a little piece on... Uh, uh, teacher appreciation we both me and andrea are, are educators as one of the, the pieces not not that i coerce him to put that in there that's his thing altogether. but uh we work with the national education association both andrea and myself and the aft and we've been at conferences where they are caucusing and having conversations about getting rid of semi-automatic weapons and i'm like you don't know what a that's every weapon in the world, people, just so you right. know. Every weapon is considered a semi-automatic. You don't know what Stalker. you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm I, sure, I, I show them pictures. I try and trap them all the time. Well, what kind of weapon is this? Well, that's a machine gun. <laughs> oh, really? Because this is definitely right. a water pistol that I found that looks like it. And you got to be careful of those pieces, too. But education, education, education. That's Absolutely. what we need to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I try well, they, when I'm on projects, I try to make sure I I not only show but teach, and so I try to make every show a little bit better for, so the civilians understand a little more our world as opposed to just t telling them what to do. It's it's amazing. It is amazing, and it's amazing that these it'd be like me making a law or rule or expectation for surfboards because I know so much about them. Um, and you got these same people trying to make rules, laws, and expectations for the people that are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. But again, another tangent, and we don't talk about political things on the show ever, do we, people? Mm -mm. Try not to. Try not to. <laughs> Schaefer Mueller. Howdy. Race car extraordinaire, tire changer. <laughs> Now that's my buddies. They're, they they got my back. I had to mute my thing because I was all covered in pollen. So I was sitting here sneezing. And I was like, man, that got, that's got to get annoying. So I just muted it real quick. <laughs> Schaefer, where are you at right now, brother? Uh, Louisiana. Good, Louisiana. good 80 degree weather right now. It's nice. I hear nothing good comes from Louisiana. I'm not from here, so I'm pretty good. <laughs> uh, now we're here right How now. How far are you two apart from each other right now? Um, not that I'm going to sound creepy or anything, but I did like stalk his music channels hey. and stuff, but finally where he's right. Yeah. He's about three hours North. Closer oh, that's, to nothing. that's nothing, dude. <laughs> I just came from a gig in Shreveport. So and it's only like a 40 minute drive from my house to where my gig was that day in Shreveport. So it's pretty close. Well, I know Jonathan here is, he has been stalking you. Um, yeah. we have, I done like everything that. we could to pull the reins back and say, you know, <laughs> let the guy live his life, Jonathan. But no, uh, talking, he's probably going to end up at one of your shows down here pretty anytime yeah. soon. So. Hey, May 25th. Come on. Where are you, where are you at in Louisiana? Uh, I know this is going to sound strange, but I'm, I'm, 
I'm south of New Orleans. All right. <laughs> only All you right. guys would understand yeah. this. Like three I didn't know the there was a South in New Orleans. <laughs> I was Florida. down there the other day. No, I was down there in February, south of New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, I'm in uh, – all right. Yeah, yeah. Priority. I I stayed there um, in February actually. Awesome. In a little hotel out there. My my wife had a roller derby tournament that way. Oh, nice. You're feeding oh, his creeper. You're feeding his creeper. You should have gone. You should have gone. I remember roller seeing the appetite. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, she she likes hurting people. So she used to always roller skate, and then she said she wanted to hit people. So she gets her anger out on the skates. And how is that well, for that, you, Schaefer? Sure. That probably <laughs> saves you, right? Well, you know, it's been nice since she gets to hit other people, but uh, during COVID, she had to take it out on me. So, yeah. No, it's not that bad. I, I, I was training them for a little bit, her and her roller jury team up in uh, Alaska, and um, I wore a little body bag and let them hit me real hard. And she she can she can put down some hits, I tell you. Nice. <laughs> for her. She's beefy. So – just so everyone knows, we can now start our way. show because Gabriel Wren has shown up. So we can now, it's time we can start. Um, yeah, Gabriel. Odd story, Mr. Burton. This is one of our film guys. He runs a program called uh, Trinity Productions out of Nashville. So, oh, outstanding. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. He likes to do music videos and hang around with big music stars and stuff. But he, uh, Oh, that's unfortunate. That uh, sounds like a hard day at the office, man. Uh, I dig it. Gabriel, he would never complain. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Schaefer, tell us about your service. And, uh, well, you already told us where you're at. So yeah. tell us about your service and uh, how it influenced your uh, your music. Yeah. Um well, so before I joined the army, I was uh, I was playing music here and there, and I gave it up for a bit. Went to college for civil engineering, and then I wanted to join the army before college. And I was like, "Well, I'll get a degree first. And then, like my senior year, I was like, "Yeah, no, not for me." Uh, so I joined the army, and I wanted to do something that was combat. So I went to the recruiter and I said, "Hey, what what leaves the soonest? That's that's infantry or, or combat related." And he was like, "Infantry leaves in six months." I got a parachute rigger and I was like, mm, no. And so I, I heard bad things about those guys. Uh, pretty boring job. So no offense to any parachute riggers out there listening. But uh, so I, I looked up some things that were leaving soon and, and saw combat engineers. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, I saw some sapper video and I was like, that looks cool. So I, I went in, did that. And uh, I left a week after talking to the recruiter. And so I went out to basic and Leonard Wood and, Airborne school down in uh, Benin, Georgia. And then uh, I was in the 425, which is now uh, the 11th Airborne Division. They switched their name since I've got out. But uh, up in Alaska, and I was with them. I deployed with the 501st and did a lot of work with the 509th. But I deployed with the 501st out to Afghanistan, uh, Operation Freedom Sentinel and Resolute Support. Oh, yeah. Freedom Sentinel was a lot better than Resolute Support, but <laughs> a lot better uh, rules of engagement there. But um, yeah, I, I I spent a little bit. I spent like ten months in Afghanistan, and and most of my time most of my time was in Alaska, um, just doing Arctic training and and airborne operations, but mostly training. Could cold, negative thirty degree weather. So I was not in a light unit, though. I mean, I was not in a heavy unit. I was in a light unit. So I heard bad things about combat engineers when they were like, hey, you just ride around in a truck all day and look for IEDs. I was like, nah, that ain't for me. And uh, 
I, I tried getting better at PT so I could get that airborne slot and I got it and um, got into a light unit and we just, that was a mistake. We ruck everywhere. <laughs> we jump in, <laughs> spend two weeks in the woods, ruck back like 20 K back and, and just did a lot of live fires uh, for our training. Then when we got to Afghanistan before we were, we were attached as turf to the, the 10th group and first group special forces. Um, before that we did a month of route clearance, but we didn't have trucks. We're not truck guys. We're, on foot so we just got to walk in a echelon and look for ids on foot and i was like well this this sucks <laughs> but it was it was pretty fun got to see some cool stuff it's kind of funny um the amount of times when i'm talking to people about the mission and what we do and where we're at and every once in a while i get people that walk into my life and say well they knew what they were getting into and i'm like there is absolutely <laughs> no way to validate the stupid I don't have my beeper up. <laughs> that's all right. The stupid shit you're saying right now, because that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then that's their validation for um, lack of support or not support. And uh, yeah. uh, of course, I love bringing up the, the pictures of the young men getting ready to um, beach at uh, Iwo Jima and look at and even normandy and look at the people that are in those boats and i'm like tell me what you see here and I, this may seem a little bit off topic but the point is you have young men the ages of 17 to 24 ish uh that are in the back of that boat getting ready to go into hand-to-hand -hand combat with these guys and why are you bringing this up, Mark? Well, the point is that you got young men and women that really don't know their butt from their ear going into service and have no idea what they're getting into and when they get there. It's it's brand new. It's there. And, you know, who would think? I mean, here's I was artillery, and I thought that, uh, honestly, we wore our woodland camo, and at some point there was going to be a campfire somewhere, you know, so you could – because that's that's what you do. I mean, there ain't no campfires anymore. <laughs> I had a campfire. There's just a bunch of feces and batteries. <laughs> well, that sums it up. Yeah. The, the burn-offs burn are campfires, but you don't really want to be hanging around those when they're burning off. Uh, you we had kids always digging that. through the burn pits, man. We had to sit out there, and we're just like, you know what? Let's make the best oh, of it. Always. Sit on an MRE box and just watch <laughs> Watch it, <laughs> Awesome. Well, we have three songs lined up for you, and I this we're trying a new thing tonight. This is a new step for us. Um, so I hope I get the right song. Um, hey, any song's a good song, right? All right. Well, we can we can go with that. Um, because I wasn't smart enough to label these. Um. <laughs> Because this is songs. new in this particular. So we used to be able just to load them in the stream yard. We still can. Yeah. But the title sits there plain as day. And I'm like, so, oh, boom. Here it is. Um, you have, what was the three? Do you remember the three songs you gave me? Uh, my wife told me what three to do. And it was Stubborn, Dancing, and One Last Road. Yeah. Those, those are her okay. favorite. Yeah. The first. So let's go with Stubborn. You got a story yeah. behind Stubborn? Yeah, actually, uh Maybe that's why she chose it because I actually have a story for that one. But <laughs> when I was in when I was in college, uh, before I joined the army, I right before I dropped out, I, I was running out of money. You know, I had a lot of good debt or bad debt rather. But uh, I was sleeping in my car and 
it was a couple months and I saved up enough money to buy this new Taylor guitar because I was like, this shit's awesome. So I got this new guitar instead of finding a place to live. And then uh, a couple months later, I was I met my ex-wife and I was sitting there. I was like, I need to write a song about the crappy stuff I did before uh, trying not to go. Sorry. But the crappy stuff I did before um, before I met her. And I was like, man, I I was like at a low part. I just made like I was a stubborn asshole all the time. And uh, I bought this guitar when I was homeless, essentially, and and just put the wrong things forward. And so I sat down and wrote this song about that. Um probably a month before I, I left for basic. And then my ex-wife and I lasted about a good three months. You know, she found some other dudes, some Marine, you know, <laughs> thanks. <Happens. time>. No, <laughs> no, but, uh, Hey, 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 it, no, it worked out for the better, but, uh, yeah, this song was about that time when I was just making a lot of bad decisions. So this is, uh, Mr. Schaefer Mueller with stubborn. Well, I'm stubborn as a mule, I'm a hard-headed fool I make the wrong choice, everything I do Yeah, I take the wrong turn Every time I hit a fork in the road to my life Well, I'm usually wrong, but I swear that I'm right Drink will be the only thing
that is Schaefer Mueller. I'm totally, I'm totally. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, you laid that, it down, well, man. That gets a little boogie in you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, I like to boogie a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's outstanding. That's, uh, I, so we've been doing this for two years and we've been getting just this huge lineup of amazing musicians that I'm sorry, if you, if you're not listening people, you're not looking. I mean, that's the truth. And I just get so excited uh, because we get these, these musicians in our network and I'm like, where can we plug them next? And what can we do with them next? And, uh, that, that's the whole thing I think about. Sorry, Schaefer, you got a talent. We're going to, we're going to get you out there. I appreciate that. Oh, darn. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, so Mr. Jonathan Crochet is getting ready to launch his uh, podcast series, uh, Bourbon Battle Buddies, and he's going to he's gonna be doing and pulling musicians on for an intimate conversation. And we do have a new podcast in our network that we're going to be having on soon. Also looking to kind of do the same. I, I did have the conversation that, yeah. How much content are you going to steal? No, I didn't. <laughs> We're, and it's not stealing because here's the deal. I want to get you guys out there as much as possible so people hear and know that you're you're out there. I mean, uh, the People's Patreon Project has created something kind of special with this uh, platform, and we're excited to bring all those people that are boots on the ground and have a mission. Music's the mission for Mr. Mueller. Uh, film is the, the mission for Mr. Barton. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. And I, I have a way that, I mean, if in collaboration, if you guys have time to talk after the show, we'd like to do a little collaboration time. Uh, if we keep it to the one hours mark, of course, uh, which we have a hard time doing all the time. I don't know if we shared that with you guys. Surprise. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just let it flow if, wherever it goes. If anyone has a heart out, I want you to remember that, uh, again, we, we appreciate that you're here. And if, if you have to bug at some point, we completely get it. And uh, we respect you and your time. I don't even have my car, so I can't leave. Right. <laughs> well, we, we planned that. I we didn't tell you, but we had Jonathan. You got me all night. You know, that might be why you're tired. No, it's not. Dude, it's blown out all the way all around the sides too. It's gonna cause a lot. It, I had a nail in it before I left my gig, and I saw it, and I was like, "That's ah, all right." I had like 28 psi. I was like, "I can make it home," and I was going like 28. 75 on the highway, and it hit. I saw it hit 10 psi, and then. Eight six five four three two zero, and then I was like, oh, it, like immediately, I was like, oh no, that's not good. I got off, and uh, I was on the rim, and the whole sidewall was all ripped up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna make yeah. it. Home. What? Um, <laughs> well, th there's a reason why they didn't give you a vehicle like when you're in the military. You know that, right? Yeah. That's I mean, you do, well, you do stuff like this. I had a Humvee. I, there was a there was a, a small oh. stint there where I was my LT's driver, and uh, I blew out a tire. <laughs> In, uh, wow during our shocker during our jrtc man i blew out a tire and i sat beside that truck for for three days because the whole side was ripped up because i was like i can make it man it's not that bad i like it that i did being a pattern just a little pattern on this i was gonna let it be flat in the driveway i didn't think it would go flat on the highway so that's that's straight up classic private e3 work right there brother thank you <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I try to do. Perfect. <laughs> or lieutenant. You can be a lieutenant too, so that that counts. <laughs> you rig it, you ride it. I figured it'd ride, you know. <laughs> right. Hey Peterson, I have some math for you to do because um we're on episode 148 today. Uh-huh. And if we do one a week, we're almost hitting our fourth year, bud. <laughs> it's our third year. Wow. We're in our third three season. Years. Third wow. year. Yeah. Wow. Third season. This is the only well, one. We missed thing a I bunch in there. What? <laughs> we missed a bunch. I don't know why I got the tickle on my throat. Maybe this is a perfect time for Andrea to take over the show. Okay, got you. I got you. I just wanna, I'm a language arts teacher, so anytime I can correct your math, I like to throw that in. Correct my math. <laughs> Yeah, no, anybody's anybody's math. Okay. Not even gonna weigh in. Math. I, my math sucks. I was thinking how many weeks is there in a year? And three years. Oh no. That? That's a lot more. Uh, you know, but it's too much math. I can't. Brain's already going. I used to be a math guy. I liked it. Engineering, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that was bombs. I didn't actually get to do any engineering stuff, but civil engineering yeah. was all math. You, you know, as a as a as O three fifty one, we had to deal a lot with the uh, explosives and breaching charges. There's a I lot of math with breaching charges. A lot of a lot of math, and I just remember my first breaching class, and I'm sitting there before I became the instructor, and I'm running down my little chart. Yeah, I'm like math. They told me I'd never <laughs> use math again. Yeah. <laughs> oh I- man, like uh, I beam charges and silhouette charges and stuff. You got to figure out how far you got to be back and how much yep. explosives to use. Yeah. And off distance. That was. Yeah. yeah, I was in a sapper unit, and that's all we did was breaching charges. So yep. we had to figure out, all right, where do we got to stand? Make sure there wasn't any overpressure and all that. Yeah, static overpressure, reflexive pressure indoors. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, you know, I, that was what's fun about uh, Iraq was it was just so much breaching. Yeah, we were, we were oh. patrol breaching all the time. And, Best uh, part of my job, breaching, man. It's really, it's a great, great fun job. <laughs> except, except the breach guy always is the one to get hit usually, <laughs> or, or the point yeah. guy actually. The point guy going in, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was always fun. Yeah, actually, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Look at where that. I got, I'm gonna run up to another door. Come on, man. Yeah, I gotta shoot me first. Anyone else want to come with me? Yeah, taking <laughs> takers. <laughs> Stand in front of the door, laying it. Stand up there trying to yeah. lean on, duct tape won't <laughs> yeah. stick. Yeah, use a impulse charge on the metal door. So you're sitting there with two IV bags. Like, oh, yeah, two IV bags trying to, to make get... it. Come on, get on there. <laughs> yep. In there. Oh, man. Look <laughs> at this, Army and Navy, and you guys are, like, speaking the same language even. I'm impressed. Good times. It's the same war fighting. <laughs> same war fighting. That's it. Well, explosives are explosives. Uh, Mr. Barton, with your war yeah. fight, I was looking, I was going to pick something to ask you about, but there is a lot, there's a lot to pick from. I cover so, a lot of territory. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to hear about the warfighter mission. Yeah, I mean, you have a couple sure. titles under it even. Yeah, so the warfighter group was, um, it was my, uh, I, I was a business major when I left the Marine Corps. So I wanted to start teaching other vets how to reclaim middle America, to become entrepreneurs and, 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 you know, start strike off and try to do something important for themselves and their families. Because, you know, a lot of us got out, we were unemployed. No one was hiring, nothing to do. And I, I got lucky and I, I started my first company and I rolled that in and started with nothing and made it into something. And I wanted to teach that. And so the warfighter group came up as a mentorship program and an outreach program to other vets and disabled veterans and how to take charge of your 
entrepreneurial life and to do something amazing. And I was there to teach and guide. And I spoke at colleges and high schools and I on base and I just constantly tried to mentor as many vets as I could. And from that, we created a nonprofit. And from that, I decided that I didn't want to work so much in movies every day. And I wanted to start doing something really cool. And so I, I launched a microbrewery in, up in the Bay Area to create jobs for disabled veterans on the spot and teach vets how to make beer. And of course, the first vet that had to learn how to make beer was me. So and I had to teach myself how to brew. And um, thankfully, I was pretty good at it. So I wound up winning all kinds of beer awards and stuff. And I, I would bring vets into work for me. And I'd say, look, if I can do it, Guys, anyone can do it. Now, here's the roadmap I use. Here's the self-guidance that I use. And here's, you know, and I would teach these tactics to, to that. And so that's how the Warfighter Group came up. I like that. Is that. It can't be horrible if you're kind of good at it to be the taste tester as well. I can only imagine. Really did not suck. <laughs> yeah. That's something I have that's in common, John. I mean, I, 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 when I first moved to Louisiana, I got a job as a uh, a brewer at a brewery oh, and I learned how to brew and I was like, yeah, I like this. This is nice. Isn't it fun. Yeah. All oh the different freaking, I mean, yeah. well, I figured I mean, out I was allergic to a certain kind of hop though. Every time I would go dump the hops in there, I get like oh, so rashes, but I was, that's my favorite beer. Cause it gets me messed up quicker. <laughs> the internal rashes. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Barton, what's your favorite one to make? Oh, well, okay. So, uh, so, so Warfighter Brewing Company prided itself on my recipes of being extremely flavor diverse. And I experiment with all kinds of stuff from uh, bourbon aged coconut, toasted coconut vanilla stouts to uh, a quadruple IPA and blah, 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 really bitter blow. But shockingly enough, my favorite beer to make and the one that we had the most success was a beer I called Sacrifice. Which name doesn't apply anything with taste. Uh, it was a strawberry lager. And uh, I used real strawberries and it all thinking, I, was just, I just made it as a joke. I'm like, I'm going to put strawberry in a beer. I'm going to call it sacrifice and no one's going to drink it. <laughs> and uh, I wound up making it and we sold out every night of this damn beer. And I'm like, why? Do Grown men, my Marine buddies would come into the bar and just, dude, I need, I need two gallons of that damn strawberry beer. I'm like, what? So I was constantly constantly feeding on that strawberry beer. So that became this a passion project of mine. How can I make it better? And I made it with vanilla and did some other fun stuff to it. And, and it wound up being our biggest seller. So Wow. Absolutely embarrassing. Absolutely very embarrassing. <laughs> Unfortunately. Ridiculous. What is, this, was. what is this country coming to for Pete's sakes? That's fruity beer. beer. Oh, no. like sacrifice to make a strawberry beer manly, right? <laughs> <laughs> call it courage but it just did i just couldn't do it it just like, no way well i personally like a nice bourbon aged you know stout or imperial yeah stout. sure but me too yeah absolutely you can keep your strawberry whatever yeah, you had it it's refreshing too well here's the thing it was it was almost 12 percent alcohol yeah. because the fruit activated with the yeast and you would get banged up on this stuff like it was pretty crazy oh, so nice. that's why that's why the marines liked it they're like well, yeah. have there one beer are. and i'm toast yeah strawberry beer Cheaper. yeah hmm. that sounds actually Very fun cool. yeah we're probably going to open back up we closed down for covid i mean I, I mean we're all we all suffered all of us have suffered through the covid shutdowns right so we had to shut down obviously we couldn't have people in the uh, tasting room or i couldn't even have staff so we're going to open probably up back here in Oxnard Ventura, which is why I'm here for this. I'm scouting locations and doing some other stuff while I'm in between shows. Um, and if you guys ever make it to California, man, beer's on me. 
Hills to the yes. Where is that? Ventura? Ventura? Yeah, Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys um, get out to Southern California, but my, my best buddy lives out in um, Simi Valley. Oh, yes. I, I was oh, closing. Good. I was closing on a house, and and is it Simi? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was closing on a house there in 2000. Uh, it was during COVID, 2020. And then COVID switched my wife's orders to Louisiana. So we were supposed to go to oh, LA Airport. Gotcha. Yeah, LA Airport. Yeah. Yeah, that's sure. where she was supposed to go. So I was I went down to California, spent a month there with my buddy and looking at houses. And we were closing. We were 30 days into a 60-day wow. escrow, like 35 days, and had to had to back out. But that we were we were about to live there near you. You would have been right down the road. I, I yeah. love Simi Valley a lot. You know, it's yeah. a place he, around Reagan and oh yeah. Place. He loves it. He he grew up in uh Huntington Beach, Orange County. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he just moved up there with his wife and his kids. Oh, he loves it. That's brilliant, man. Well, if you come back, uh, she, if she gets those orders back again, man, uh, <laughs> please, by all means. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to Alaska next, but I plan on coming down there. That'll be perfect. Got, that again. Got to uh, please look me up, man. I'd yeah. love to have you. Yeah, I'll be there, I'm sure, uh, soon. I'm going back to San Francisco soon. It's not very close, but um, I should be going to visit him sometime in the in the near future so i'll, I'll hit you up i'll come please, get some beer man. please some yeah I'm up, the, I'm up in the bay area a lot you know we've yeah. got plenty of beer up there so yeah oh, I, yeah man. i got a i got a there's a company operation encore they they hook up veterans with uh with music and and stuff and they recorded my lat the stubborn they recorded that up in san francisco and so i was up there a couple oh, months ago to record that so they're good dudes up there oh it's brilliant brilliant yeah. I think a I lot like of people that. don't know the Bay Area has got a lot of resources for vets. Uh, I think yeah. it gets, you know, there's a lot of military groups and families up there. So contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> it's always okay, amazing. So I'll believe you. <laughs> I just want to interject real quick. It's, it's always amazing the connections that we make on our show, uh, A, with our guests. Um, and it just it's it's fun. It's nurturing. It builds. Uh, Derek Iozio is uh, he's catch twenty two out of uh, uh, Southern Texas. Um, does an amazing job uh, supporting us. Um, has his own mission, but he comes here and he watches and just it just builds and grows. And this is the piece that's missing in taking care of our veterans and first responders across the board, and showing them that they're we're here. Brothers and sisters, we are literally here. We support you. We want to support you. We would rather have those conversations than to to read the the newspaper the next day that you're not with us. Um, and there's a, a plethora of just like just like joining the military. There are there's a plethora of resources and there's a plethora of opportunities to serve still, and uh, and that's what the People's Patriot Project brings. Um, we have a ton of open doors. We, we have a ton of stories you like to share. We try to make it about our, our guests the night of We Got Your Six at Six, but we've got several events coming up, one down in Texas. Andrew's going to talk about I'm sure, later. Uh, I'm heading next week to uh, America's Veteran Ball in uh, Maryland. Oh, yeah. Really excited yeah. about that with Ozzy Ramos, and uh, I'm hooking up with uh, Adam Bird while we're there of Heroes Media Group, and we get the awesome, amazing opportunity to also hang out with Dave Bray, who's the musician that night. And then uh, 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 Ramus was able to coerce Miss uh, Jen Ford to come into National Harbor as well. 
uh, to advance party. Hopefully, maybe next year she's the the guest of honor when it comes to music. And so really exciting stuff. And again, uh, on first name basis with everyone that's coming up, uh, I see the Kretzingers came in. You guys are amazing. Thank you for showing up and thank you for the mission you have on the ground. I do want to state Bobby's not a veteran or first responder. Can you believe it? We shouldn't allow him to do a thing in this. Wait, shut the hell up. That dude is the hardest working man I've ever seen in my life in helping veterans and first responders. Him and his wife live an endless time of support, support, support. And big surprise, and I think Andrew said it earlier, I think we're, and Bobby will correct me when I'm wrong here, uh, I think we're up to 130, 140, maybe 150 RVs donated to homeless vets. Uh, wow. since January last year. And um, they got their store you, open. Their store is open now, and, too. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, so right. tonight's show, uh, I kind of dubbed, what are you doing? Uh, because we got a lot of people that want to critique, uh, people that are working hard and have boots on the ground and are putting their lifeblood into uh, helping people. And then we've got a lot of people that sit over there on the couch and they just... Uh, have a way of critiquing of how well everyone is doing. And uh, warriors. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I will gladly uh, have a conversation with you at any time. If you want to have that conversation, I don't think you do, but um, join us and you can be part of the mission, part of the shock and awe in helping veterans and first responders. Do we say we coined that be, Part of it, not apart from it. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Do it. Yeah. Uh, hashtag. I don't think it's trademarked for us yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> hashtag works too. Yeah. <laughs> Almost better. It was a. That was a named after a show. It was a good. It was a good show. Um, so, Schaefer, too, going into that, do you? I wanted to actually finish up. I'm going to call you JB because it's really hard for me to do the two Jonathan, Jonathan's Johns. So John, JB, John, John. See? Um, <laughs> we do this. In fact, I was just scrolling through today as much as I don't love being on social media all the time. And I came across a group who was announcing that they were working with another group and putting some things together and, and then supporting these other groups. And that's really what we do because we don't have the, the notoriety. We don't have the, we have the reach, but it's because of these groups that get us all the way across the nation, right? We're, we're solid in Texas. We got Jonathan in Louisiana and we're, we're coast to coast with our connections. We can't do all that on our own because we teach school most of the year. Um, and so all these little groups that collaborate and we've had to, we've come across just very few that just too busy doing their own thing or, they're not really doing it with their hearts. They're doing it for other reasons. And so, um, so thanks for coming on tonight. And then watching you two, Schaefer and JB, just chit chat. I was like, I'm going to just sit back because this is good. And it happens. This is what this show does. And I just, we sit back after it's all done and we just go, wow, how did we pick these two people at this point in time and listen to them go, and and then Gabe's jumping in too. Gabe's here all the time, and he's he's a good one for. He has a question. I don't think Peterson put it out there. We can maybe talk about that one later. 
Um, no. yeah. That's a post-show question. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a little pot stirrer, Gabriel, but he's a fun one. Um, so then, Schaefer, I wanted to ask you, a lot of our musicians come on, and they, quite a few of them were spurred by their service to get into music. In fact, some of them never touched a guitar until they were they were somewhere else in the world and and wanted to fill their time. And so how what's your background on that? Yeah, so um well growing up I I liked music and my granddad played music a lot and I had given it up in uh right when I left for college and when I got in the army it it wasn't so much from the service that that brought music back to me. Songwriting it did, but uh I, I knew how to play guitar a little bit. I told people I didn't really play anymore and i met a guy um one of my good buddies that was in my unit and he uh he played guitar and he was like you know how to play i was like yeah sure and so i played a little bit with him and he was like hey you're not that bad man you're pretty good like you should go do some stuff and um it, it didn't really it didn't really like satisfy me I, it was just something i did until uh we were at this op in afghanistan um we we're in the nangahar valley we had no technology you know no power um there's nothing to do so i, I had a notebook and I had one guy there that was adamant about me writing songs and just like, that's what kept us going. So I was sitting there writing some songs. I wrote a lot while I was over there. And um, I think we were there for four months before like Christmas and the USO sling loaded in a, some kind of cheap guitar. And I was like, perfect. And so we got a guitar and uh, him and I would just sit up and, and, and play some music and he played guitar and, uh, we tried to write some songs and that, that was really, really big. But when I got home, I got out of the army and, um, I went through some, some things of my own and, uh, ended up writing one song that kind of helped me out of it. Cause I didn't want to do anything. I lost all interest and I wrote the song called happy and it had a different name back in the day, but my, my buddies up in San Francisco guided me to the way of naming it happy. And they said it's a better name for it, but, uh, so it, it it was called uh never would have known or never let it show and um it's just about you know you, you don't know what somebody's going through and none of that um if you ever get a chance to you know listen to it but that was one that kind of set me back onto the music track so sitting there and writing down what i was feeling at that time and just being able to to put it into words and then i i, I played it and it it helped me it made me feel better and then i went to an open mic night and i played it and it was hard for me to get through at that time because I was still in it. And um, that open mic night set me up with a bunch of other gigs and it kind of took off from there. So music was at that point when I was still in the, the thick of it, that was a uh, a thing that just let my mind not have to think. I just went over there and played and, and sang. And so that I will say that's probably something that, that pushed me to do music as a, a career now because it was something that would get me out. And next thing you know, I was playing five nights a week and I wasn't really thinking about my own life at that point. I was just playing music, which was awesome. But um, music wise, I, I played before the army, but it was just it, a lot of those songs came from deployment and post deployment where, I mean, the only song I think I have that I play now that was not affiliated with the army at all was stubborn. And that was from another low part of my life when I was, you know, not making good decisions. So. You know, I guess it's a, it's a good, good way to, yeah, it's a good way to get out of depression, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the it message is. we get quite often is, is, you know, we want our music to help. That's music is healing. It's, it's universal and it's healing and it's, it's a comfort. And so that's, we can't thank you guys enough for the, 
the writing and for the the whole processing of the songs. So thank it you. helps us more, I think, you know, writing music. It's like it's more of a therapeutic thing. And then if people listen, it feels even better. So uh, I know for that one song, Happy, I um, I wrote it for myself. I never wanted to play it at a gig and I played it at a gig once. And and uh, my, it's my wife's like one of her favorite songs. She was like, I, I love this song. It, it means so much. But I, I just didn't like playing it. I, I don't know why. I just I don't like singing it. And um, I, I, she posted a video on Facebook or something. And there was a girl I went to high school with that I was really good friends with. Her mom killed herself. And um, she reached out to me and she said, this song meant so much to me. And she wanted like the lyrics to it and whatnot. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that feels good. And then now when I play it and people have some kind of story with it, like it makes me feel even better. So it's even more therapeutic now. So. Well, I'll definitely be grabbing that. Um, surprise another piece we have a another uh platform that we use called wp3 radio that is exclusively veteran and first responder radio um it is that's all you hear on it and um uh, patriot players i mean you can't have a can't have uh, not play coffee anderson uh <laughs> you know mr red white and blue uh, you can't not do that and yeah uh, of course uh Toby Keith has a line of songs that are definitely patriotic. And then we feel you got to have some kid rock in there. And Aaron Lewis, I mean, come there on, these are the heavy hitters of patriotism. Yeah. I'm the only one. If I you feel don't that. have the, I'm I the only one on your playlist as a veteran, then uh, you probably. What about Craig Morgan? Yeah. Well, he, 100% uh, he was Craig Army. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Um, <laughs> So we're going to get your stuff lined up on WP3 Radio as well. Uh, we're doing a relaunch of it. We're uh, working on putting – we've changed platforms, and we're going with uh, Foxhole Radio out of uh, Georgia, and they're going to be showcasing and, and taking care of that for us. But uh, 100% uh, get you lined up on there. Uh, tell us about dancing. Uh, this song was after I got back, and all my songs were pretty sad and depressing um, <laughs> after that fact. And so I think I had – I was maybe I was on terminal leave or something, but I was pretty close to either just getting out or out of the army. And um, I thought, well, I should probably write a song for my wife. And so we were dating at the time, but uh, I was like, well, let me try to write a song um, that's not sad and depressing. And <laughs> when we met, she she doesn't remember meeting me. It was three months before we actually started dating. And she uh, she was hammered, supposedly. I thought she knew me, but I guess not. <laughs> She she came up and um, <laughs> actually I wrote the song pretty pretty Perfect. simple so like I, I wrote down how we met first and then I turned it into a song so when I tell you guys how we met it's gonna sound pretty identical but she she literally came up to me and asked me to dance and um, I was with my buddy Cash from L.A. now or Simi Valley and he was like we ain't we ain't here to dance we're here to get drunk dude and I was like nah I ain't dancing <laughs> and uh, and then we ended up dancing and she taught me how to two-step and uh well the rest was history so i wrote i wrote down how we met and put it into a song and this is that song that's great man awesome this is uh schaefer mueller with dancing came up and asked me to dance I said no but she took my hand she led me out onto that old dance floor 
said, I don't know how. She said, that's fine. I'm gonna teach you just live, live right. And when I say so, just make sure that you're tipping me low. Now we're dancing around in the kitchen. Always putting on the show. Cause we're dancing wherever we go. changed our life and now she's the one that we're dancing around with now we're dancing around in the kitchen always putting on the show cause we're dancing wherever we go yeah we're dancing around in the kitchen always putting on the show cause we're dancing wherever we go Did we lose Shaver? No, got, we didn't lose him. <laughs> I got kicked out, man. Wow. Get wow. this guy out of here. We <laughs> got an engineer that don't know his butt from his ears, what it is. That's He's in the upper um, left of my screen right now, I think. I thought y'all were just saying, man, this guy got to go. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Shit-ass um, song, dude. <laughs> uh, no. I, I appreciate this your music brother and yeah, it's i sit really there and i wonder constantly why is this not in our ears more often this <laughs> i i mean thank you so you're sure. a talented musician <laughs> and you've got i'm and i sound like a broken record on the show and it's i'm not going gee and i of course it, it gets better when you have a and it's not 
quite a personal relationship right now, but I will will work on that piece. And uh, we can uh, we'd like to do things different at the at the People's Patriot Project and the fact that we're boots on the ground building relationships. That's what we do. It's the pillar to why we are as successful as we are. Uh, we literally have our hand out to pull uh, those in need in and to build relationships with those that can get the job done. Uh, literally boots on the ground. And very, I can't say there's no conflict because that, that would be inaccurate. A very bunch of military idiots that can't figure out how to work together. That They taught us how to do that all the way back when uh, by making someone uh, a, a leader or a supervisor over us that couldn't handle that, uh, that skill set. And so we learned to hate as much as anyone else can. And uh, so we take that on into our future life and we try to create organizations that, uh, and we've refused to be part of that narrative. And uh, that's how we ended up, you know, we started our Friday night show. It was a virtual happy hour uh, during the second week of that C-19 thing that they were talking about back in the day. And, um, a lot of success in just bringing people on and, and defunking the the narrative that everyone was depressed because as far as I knew, because I was shacked up in my house, the news was telling us that everyone was depressed and everyone was not going to make it through this thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, let's see what all, everyone else is doing. And, and we knew we couldn't do it on Friday forever because that's the nights I'd actually, actually like to go out and drink. So right. um, let's, Let's do it on Sunday night, which gave me an excuse to drink on Sunday night because we it was a virtual happy hour. And uh, <laughs> then we all got fat. And then uh, we all went on a diet. And then we had to stop being a virtual happy hour because we kept asking each other what's in each other's glass. And, well, I'm drinking water tonight. What are you drinking? I'm drinking water, too. Oh, well, this is not very a happy hour anymore. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and now we're where we're at. And uh, again, Andrew just brought it to fruition that we are now three years into this amazing ride. Um, thank you, Timothy Newton of the Timothy Newton or Tim Newton Band. Uh, he's one of the groups that we brought into Nashville this last year for the WP3 Nashville Takeover. 27 artists, five days, six venues, and uh, had the time of our lives. And Schaefer, if we'd have known you, you'd have had an invite uh, back. Well, thank you. (laughs) um, It was was pretty freaking awesome. And Jonathan wasn't even in our network then, and he would definitely get an invite as well. But um, we we decided to go into Nashville because uh, six veterans were up for uh, music awards at the Josie Awards. And uh, I reached out to the Pasantinos and said, hey, we're kind of a media group. I probably oversold what we do, but that's okay. Uh, I know, right? Right? And uh, I said, can we can we host your red carpet? And they said, hey, come on over. And I'm like, this is silly. I <laughs> What's that movie when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio runs around saying he's a, a, pilot. a pilot and, and <laughs> stuff? That, that's catch, what catch me and Andrew can. can. Yeah. yeah, catch me if you can. That's, that's what me and Andrea do. We run around saying we do big things and we... Uh, we... I love it. <laughs> You guys are doing big things, man. This is great. 
it's really fantastic. We're enjoying it. It's uh, we selfishly are enjoying it. Um, and you know what? So one of our missions is lighten the load, and and I really honestly believe that we do lighten the load. Um, normally that is paying someone's utility bills or helping them relocate moving, or we've given away cars, we've given away RVs, uh, we've given away opportunities. We do something called recalibration retreats for those who can't afford to just go take a break without having to worry about what the financial burden is to that. Uh, try, try to take care of childcare and stuff like that for them. So mom and dad can go make another child. Um, I mean, recalibrate. That's what I meant to say. Um, and it's 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 fun. I'm sorry. I'm selfishly doing this. I'm having a great time doing it. And um, some of the behind the scenes conversations with my director are not always fun. And it's because of the stress we put on ourselves sometimes and trying to get all this stuff done. And I had to talk to our radio guy today and I said, we don't have enough people to do what we're doing. And again, so here's our our plea for anyone that's listening. We're always looking for time, talent and treasure. If uh, you have and want to continue to serve let us know um and um that's that's how you make a difference people um and if you haven't heard timothy newton and his newton band tim newton band uh they are he's gonna remind me and i'm having one of my brain moments right now um outlaw outlaw southern rock is what they are um and they they try to they try to typecast that uh, that persona. It's kind of funny. It, not funny. It's it, they're they're a hell of a bunch of guys to hang around. That's what I'm gonna say. It's and, fitting. Uh, it's very fitting. A hundred percent fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's sometimes Timothy Newton is one of those guys. I have to before I like it. Have to make sure I listen to it because. We have me and Andrew kind of have to keep it a little bit cleaner, at least PG thirteen, um, with uh, working with the teacher industry that we work with. Uh, they they like to cast lots, maybe sure. on occasion. So, boy, the conversation we can have after this weekend, I'd love to have that different different forum, different forum. Moving on, um, Mr. Bert Barton, what is next yeah. for for you and what you're going to get done? Well, well, you know, I really want to reopen the brewing company. Um, we, yeah. we had a really good success rate creating jobs for disabled vets. So I want to push and do more work. Um, I've, I've always been of the belief that as a veteran, that we make it through, we're our brother's keeper. So if we're successful, we, we it is upon us to give success to others. So I try every time I, I, I can to help lift other vets up and give them opportunities. Uh, so that's that's a passion of mine, and I'd like to continue that. Um, I got a bunch of weird movies in the works, and and I've written some books and some television shows and stuff, and maybe they'll sell. There's always something that I'm trying to do. And I'm also thinking about going back to school and getting my law degree. So I don't know. I love hell yeah. Trying to do trying to do everything I can. Right? <laughs> we only get one time on this planet. Make the best of it. What what typically is your genre of movie? Well, uh, I I do big military stuff, but my, my genre is action movies. I, I, I train action heroes, basically. So uh, I just finished up some stuff on Mission Impossible. Um, 
very rarely do I get deep into like the Black Hawk Downs of the film industry. I can do sure. them and my company can support them. Um, we own millions of dollars. And pro- I don't know if you guys know this or not. Speaking of, this is kind of off topic. Uh, last year, at the same time, I um, I was the first private citizen to donate to the war in Ukraine. I uh, I gave $1.2 million in body armor, uh, training That's equipment, right. military equipment yeah. over to the Ukrainians uh, because I was so fed up that we, are, as a country, weren't doing anything. The politicians weren't doing anything. It was driving me crazy. So I just went into my, my company and I said, anything we can liquidate that can help go save a life, let's get it overseas. On my own dime. That's amazing. Got it, on a, got it on a flight, got it over to Kiev, got it in the hands of the Ukrainian military within seven days. Hell so yeah. we're rather proud of that accomplishment because uh, I, I hate bullies and I, I, I really wanted to do something good for the Ukrainians. If, if and and I don't know. I can promise it wouldn't happen in seven days, huh? Uh, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm sure you uh, have great resources and people in that area, but uh, also, uh, just so you know, we do have uh, people in our network that are actively active in that space uh, from this network. That uh, and if you need a a go-to person at any given time, if you're still in that uh, position, let us know. And if that's something you're interested in, we never use this platform yeah. to solicit, but. For sure. You know, and the other thing we do is I, I was supporting a lot of the guys going over to the uh, the foreign legion, the Ukrainian foreigners legion or whatever they called it. As a lot of the Americans were going over and they didn't have enough boots, enough cold weather gear and stuff. So they were calling me and I was giving them camis and multicam and boots brand new out of the box. Like I buy all this stuff for our for training our celebrities. And so I'll buy a thousand pairs of boots. Right. Because I need 10 sizes in a given training cycle and we'll go through a bunch. So I had the equipment I was happy to donate. And so anyone, any vets in you guys' network that are thinking about going over or they need any kind of equipment, please have them reach out to me. And I'm sure I've got stuff. Oh, definitely. I, I, I got a couple of people in mind right now, actually. And we'll, we'll post show that, that information. And, and and I think you should share as well what um, you sent me an article. You've been oh. busy in one more area as well. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, Schaefer can attest to this, you know, hearing loss within uh, combat arms. I mean, it is not talked about enough. And I not started noticing I was saying what a lot and turning the volume up. And I'm like, I just don't understand it. And I, but, you know, from from tinnitus all the way down to, you know, hearing loss. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous. So I started working with the Hearing Health Foundation. It's an organization on the East Coast that creates awareness for hearing health. And and uh this month, I just got on the cover of their Hearing Health magazine. I wrote an article for, um, it was actually went to military.com and we repurposed it for their magazine and talking about the 3M lawsuit that I'm involved with and you know how the military could do much more. Uh, there's, there's so much good technology for stopping hearing loss. And yet the, the, when I went in, the government wasn't giving us it. We were getting the worst possible hearing protection. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. We're the front line and we're getting foamies when I own a private company and I've got noise canceling thing. Like I, I just couldn't, the two did not marry up. So I was a little pissed off. So I wrote an article. So. You, you didn't roll up the little balls of foam and, and shove them in. And then uh, I, I that, did. Yeah, I, I, did. I, did. I had that times. for sure. <laughs> uh, and then fall out. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, all my operator buddies, you know, I, my Raider buddies and my, uh, 19th group guys, they'd all come back. I'm like, oh, dude, I have got these amazing. I'm like, really? That's fantastic for you. <laughs> the rest of us at right. once didn't get shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
stuff. So um, anyway, I was passionate. The day I stumbled onto noise cancellation headphones um, on the gun was like, what? where did this even come from? Whole new world. This, whole yeah, new world of shooting. It's it's a different. It's so yeah. So I, acqu- I acquired some on deployment. We were with the uh, SF dudes and we had, um, you know, the foamies and they had all the good equipment and we were out there shooting Shocker. one day and I don't really know how I came across the, across these noise counseling ones, but they also had Bluetooth. So now I use them for music while I'm at the shooting range, but I threw <laughs> yeah, them, right. them things on and you're on the 240, and it's just like silent, 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 hear everything silent. I was like, dang, this is awesome. <laughs> that, I, I just nuts. And think about it from a war fighting perspective, you know, how much that is is combat effective to the yeah. troop on the on the dirt. And I just was shocked that I just didn't understand it. And and look, God bless special operations and teams. I mean, they, of course they they're well funded, they can get cool stuff, but like you know, those of us in the infantry and, and combat arms, I mean, we're suffering hearing loss on like this huge level. It's it's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of us over the course of two generations. And it's like you know, we could have just benefited from something more technologically savvy. So, I don't know. I was a little, little miffed. But thank God you got a pair of those noise canceling ones. See, I should have just brought mine overseas. Yeah, I had like two months left with them, but uh, dang, they're nice. They are nice, right? <laughs> and they work. They all work they, so well. I'll be talking to my my AG man and just freaking have a conversation and then start popping off rounds and not hear anything and then go back to talking. I'm like, this is awesome. It really is. Yeah. And people ask me a lot, like, like, how do you train celebrities in, in gun work? And I'm like, I, we can talk to each other. It's simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have the technology. We can just have a conversation, pop some rounds, pop some steel, and then it can, you know, carry on. It's yeah. not like the old thing. What? Yeah. What'd you say? Hold on, <laughs> let me take this out. Huh? Right, don't go forward. Look at the, shoot, the shooting line. Stop it. Come back. Ceasefire. Whoopsie. Can you hear me? <laughs> Oh boy, the stories. Hey, you guys, I don't mean to cut this short. I've got to get the little one to uh dinner. And uh, if you guys do your thing, mind. brother, thank you. No, you've already done thank you, you committed so much. to you did it. Hey, it's uh, it's Thanks been an honor. Here, John. I, I really appreciate the invitation. And please, if you guys ever ever want me to come back on, please, I'd like to come back on with Schaefer. He's really cool. It's great meeting you, man. <laughs> I'll see you in California, dude. Please, I beg you, please come yeah, see me. I'd love definitely. to see you. Yeah, my, my buddy we'll that connect. I deployed with, man, he's up there. I told you so. Dude, there. look at uh, Andrew. If there's any way you can get Shay for my information, please. Uh, if there's any way we can stay in contact, I'd love to keep in contact with you guys. So, absolutely, 100%. absolutely. That's an easy thing. Awesome. Thanks again. Yeah, if you guys ever cat. need anything, please come to me. If you need something, someone needs something. I got resources. We're like stray cats. Once we, you let us in, we're, <laughs> keep coming we're back. Keep on hey, coming back. There's a special place in heaven for us vets that help each other. So, yeah. Yeah. amen. We can only do good work. Awesome. Thanks Thank for coming you on, John. Good night, you guys. Take care. Take care. Have Take a good night. night. I know. I think we got to say hi to Mr. Shannon Book. I, he might have just snuck in to take a peek. He's sneak in for Shannon. a second. Being quiet. Who puts him? Oh, there oh, there he is. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking of straight Say it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you probably know Shan through Operation Encore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be hanging out in Alaska next month. Oh, that's where. Okay, yeah. Camping Absolutely. a little bit, building a little bit, singing a little bit. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Do you guys get to go yeah. hunting? Uh, probably not that trip because you got to get some tags and stuff, and it's pretty, pretty hard to get tags. Well, it depends on what you want to hunt, I guess. 
But like sure. bear tags, moose tags are pretty hard to get. You got to get on like a, a lottery for it. There's always ways. But I'm still a, uh, a, what do you call it, resident. So I can go fit. We, he can come up with me. We can go fishing all okay. day. Yeah. What What's you, you catch the salmon. salmon and trout? Yeah. Yeah. Salmon all day. Um, once you're a resident for a full calendar year, you can dip net. So you, you can get like, I forgot what the, uh, the limit is. Cause we've been gone now. Yeah. We've been stalking each other for oh, quite a while. Uh, they call, <laughs> they call it stalking now, huh? Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's a love thing. We just, it's <laughs> sexual. Um, but <laughs> so, uh, you can get like, I think seven a day or something, depending on the limit that year. But with your dip netting, you can go in and catch like 20, just throwing that out and grab them once you're a, a resident for a year. So and you can get a lot of salmon, not enough to eat it all. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just because <laughs> he's on here, you know, we want to drop what he's doing. Um, yeah. He's got a video coming out next week. What are you sharing? The six, just right? Just yeah, because sure. he's on here. Because we weren't going to talk about him if he didn't stop in. That's how it was Yeah. Before. We wouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, the sixth. The sixth. That's right. Um, we were trying to work a special little debut thing out. It doesn't look like it looks like he's going to be busy next weekend. So that's fine. But the uh, life of famous people, dude. I know, right? Um, <laughs> if you haven't heard, dear mom, you got to go listen to it. Uh, make sure you grab a box of Kleenexes as well, and uh, because that's the kind of song that it is, and uh, it's. It's a perfect song for the perfect reason, and it, it's a it's going to be an anthem uh, because every young soldier goes through those steps, regardless of their combat or not. They they get separated from their family um, from age of seventeen to you know usually twenty one, twenty two, and then uh, it might be family and children and kids and stuff later on in deployment and. Um, but we knew what we were getting into when we did this stuff. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. So, um, what's next for uh, you, Mr. Mueller? Uh, I'm moving to Alaska. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. June 1st. So, uh, I think I'm gonna have a <laughs> yes, we do. It's uh, it's all the other boys we cuddle with in the sleeping bags. I was answering that, uh, <laughs> that right. <laughs> I don't know what side I'm on in your screen, but, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, So, uh, I'm driving up to Virginia. Uh, I think I'm going to be opening up for Chris Young in Virginia uh, on the 4th of June and then heading up to Alaska, hang out with Shannon for 10 days or whatever it is. And then opening up for, uh, Chris Young on the 24th in, in Alaska. So it's gonna be a busy June for me. Um, and then I'm just stuck in Alaska playing music and, and hopefully still putting out music. So we'll see. Is it, is this uh, what happens in Alaska stays in Alaska kind of thing? Is that what... Yeah. yeah. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. We're going to be four-wheeling. It's going to be... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Wherever okay, the tide so takes us. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. What, what part of Alaska are you guys going to be in? Uh, we're going to be in Homer or outside of Homer. From what I hear, it's like an hour, an hour, a uh, little mud trail um, outside of Homer on some four wheelers. So is this a, we had, we had Fred, remember Fred? Yeah. The gold, the gold digger, gold from rush guy. The gold digger. Mm. Gold, gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've watched them. I just don't, 
remember. Fred Lewis. Fred yeah, Lewis is a veteran, and uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Gold Rush, the TV show, uh, Schaefer, but uh, Fred, he started off as a security slash medical provider for Parker on his missions, and Parker's just a, a gold miner, but, uh, but then he... See? Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moved moved over to but Fred Lewis is up there. That uh yeah we've threatened uh, I um uh, I lived up there before and I met a guy who was on one of those TV shows. I think it was Gold Rush, and um he had a boat and he asked me if I knew how to I just got out of the army, he asked me if I knew how to drive an excavator, and I was like, duh, let's do this thing. And he he was gonna throw me on the boat and we were gonna go on the next season, and um their boat ended up like crapping out on them in the first two weeks i was going to meet him up there like a month in and uh so that never happened which is probably for the better because i don't think they made any money so you only get paid what you find so it would have been a crappy right. flight up there to make nothing yeah. but right. yeah I, i'm familiar with all that for sure but it's well, all about the experience right yeah. yeah yeah the experience puts food on the table right exactly yeah lucky <laughs> running a pan yeah fred was gonna try to put all veteran crews together for like the support, the cook, the yeah, the work, all of it. That was he's a fun guy. Very fun tell him guy. if he needs an explosives guy, I, I can do it. <laughs> oh, oh well, send I him bet. your name. Yeah, I bet we can make that connection. Hey, yeah. Um, I believe it's called Final Rodeo. One last rodeo. One last rodeo. My bad. Hey, same thing. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, so this one was one of the newest ones I wrote. Uh, it was kind of going in a spot where I just wanted to write something about somebody in their their last moments. And um, I was at my my buddy's kid's rodeo when I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, this is." It just kind of flowed in right, and. Um, so I started off with a, a scene in my head. I, I kind of try to write a story before I write a song. So I wrote out this, this scene in my head about somebody on their deathbed and, and trying to say goodbye. And then uh, this whole song is kind of wrapped around that and, and wanting to have one last goodbye and final hurrah before they go. So Outstanding. And again, um, I think we'll come back from the song and just close out comments. And normally we try and line it up to end up on the very last song, but I think we'll we'll come back and because we got nothing but time tonight, right? Um one last rodeo. Schaefer Mueller. One last rodeo that's all I need before I hit the road. Before I leave Before I hang up my head Before I walk through those gates Before I never turn back Give me one last day Give me one more ride One more time in the suit One last goodbye Stand up all night 
and crying Just let me say goodbye Before you call me home Before I head down that road In the one last rodeo Schaefer Mueller, I. Where have you been my entire life? That's, again, <laughs> that's just kind of the the piece that we get to at this point, and it's just like just just hiding. You're 100 percent gifted, brother. I appreciate and, uh, that. Thank you. You. Uh, you are in. We have a moment of getting weird, and that's I'm okay with being weird at this point. <laughs> but, uh, um, you're a blessing. Um, people Thank need you. to hear this message and. Uh, and it's it's not smacking in the face, and we share that with people all the time. That uh, the musicians that we feature, uh, there is a story behind their music most of the time, a lot of the time. But again, that's not a punchy in the face. Hey, this is about mental illness or PTSD or anything. It's uh, all of us need to have one last rodeo. All of us need to. Uh, and if you're not looking for that. I mean, maybe you're more blessed than I am. I don't know. I'm, 
We always want that one more round of sun, man. And that's uh, you never know when that is. So yeah, that's another thank, thing you need to consider. I appreciate y'all playing it, playing all my songs tonight. So that was that's very nice. Thank you. Well, you're the Finish one with the up. gift, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're the Can one with the gift. So now that's that's Shannon over there in the comments. <laughs> He's he talks too much. He's just <laughs> Shannon doesn't talk too much. You know, Shaver, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But you are not. Uh, he's a blessing too. He uh, he's probably already coerced uh, Andrea to give him the intro code so he can come in for post show and <laughs> talk talk dumb for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we always enjoy it. It's uh, it's like uh, you know having that dog on the other side of the fence, and you know what that dog is going to do if you open the gate, and you watch someone walk up, and they're like. Do I open the skate or not? And he's like, "Yeah, let's watch this happen." And <laughs> it's, uh, like you were talking about the kids digging through the burn pits and stuff. Yep. <laughs> oh, I know what's going to happen here. Let's just sit and watch. <laughs> I think it's going to happen, Shannon Book. I think it's going to happen. Hmm, I agree. We got all these Alaskan nights. Sun never sets. You guys might be busy. You know, oh, gotta stay warm. <laughs> love it i love it uh, did uh i hear is your wife a service member as well she's in the air force yeah 11 years yeah yeah currently still active duty but yeah yeah well thank her for her service and i uh, will she just left her to... she just went to dinner during that last song uh-oh she said she's oh, done yeah. waiting on me <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. She's getting me a beer. I'll meet her later. We're we're uh, just getting... a short forty-one minutes past our. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, it's not a big deal. What kind of beer do you drink? Uh, I drink all kind of beer. If it's beer, yeah. it's good. Yeah. She's she's uh waiting. So the people that um, gave me their car and let me drive theirs home, they're waiting for us at sushi. So she went to go meet them. Uh, is that the name of the place, Sushi? No, I think it's like Ichiban. It doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. We, they're, not, they're not giving us any money so that we don't yeah, have to yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... So <laughs> they're there. But yeah, so I'm going to go buy them dinner for, for giving me their car for the night. So um, take it take it back to a, them. <clears throat> there's a few beers I drink, at, not at all as of late, but uh, we don't have to get into that conversation. Your hair's long. You don't like Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, crochet doesn't drink it. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I drink so brewing beer. I, I really like IPAs, which people are always like, Oh, you're a hipster, huh? You like IPAs. I, I like them. Yeah. Um, down here, I drink a lot of Shiner, but I'm allergic to some one of like the hops in it. There's certain hops I'm allergic oh, to. Yeah, Shiner is one of those beers that messes me up. So if I'm looking for, I drink Shiner every night, but. Um, if I go out to the bar, I try not to drink it unless it's like, I know I'm not driving and, uh, Shiners, IPAs, light, uh, some light beers like ultra used to be my golfing beer, you know, gotta, it's a golf, it's the golf beer. Um, I used to drink a lot of IPAs, but I yeah. got just kind of bored with, uh, yeah. it's, it's a lot of calories. All, 
tastes mm-hmm. the same. Well, yeah. I read an article that makes you grow boobs, and I said, well, now it's too late now, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do after that. Well, what I learned was working at a brewery was, like, if they have lagers and light beers, those are the harder ones to make, right? And so usually if they mess up their beer and they do something wrong with it, like add the wrong hop or hold the hop in the in the boil too long, they'll just make it an IPA by adding a whole bunch more sure. hops. And, and so usually IPAs are just me- sours or mess-ups because it's got bacteria in the tank. And that's what sours are. There's bacteria beer, but uh, IPAs are usually mess ups. So they just try to mask the mess up with a whole bunch of hops. And so it's not the most talent. That's why all the homebrewers make IPAs, right? They're not that hard to make. Um, but I, I don't drink that many IPAs anymore. You know, that's too heavy for me. I drink whiskey and tequila on the rocks yeah. all yeah. the time. Well, that's. Uh, I don't try not to do it on the rocks because the waters are down. I just, you know, mm. just. Stronger than neat. They call it neat for yeah, us yeah. Finnish folk. Yeah, I, I drink it neat when I'm singing because uh somebody on the podcast one time said that the ice hurts your vocal cords, and I was like, well, maybe I should start taking some notes. So I stopped <laughs> drinking ice, you know. But if I'm at home, I, I like it on the rocks. I like it chill. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, we haven't done our buddy check tonight. Everyone's got one of these in their possession. Uh, you, maybe you're watching the show on it. Uh, whatever you're doing. Um, we'd like you to do it by the six pack, reach out to a brother and sister and just say, Hey, is just thinking about you for a moment. Um, you know, we jokingly, it's not jokingly. We have people that come on and say, you know, there's people that do pushups that doesn't do shit. Okay. I don't care if you do all the pushups you want to help bring awareness to veterans and first responders. And I'm not going to ever slam anyone for doing something, but what I can tell you proactively, Reaching out to your brothers and sisters will 100% make a difference. And if we all do it, that's all of us. I mean, right here, if all of us do a six-pack right now, that's 24 people. And those 24 people, that's over 100 people. And real quick, it adds up and it builds up. And, again, it's not hard to build, again, those relationships. It's not hard to let people know that, uh, I'd rather see alive than dead, regardless if I hate you or not. And uh, I also ask you to try to uh, mend one of those relationships. Uh, I've said several times on the show, I, I live with a, a regret in uh, the man that was my best man and I was his best man. Um, I literally let him drink himself to death because uh, I was fussing over a little side thing that didn't really matter a whole hill of beans. And at the end, that's, uh, and you know, the, what, what do you call it? Uh, I can't remember the word, my brain moment, but the irony, not the irony, but the, the fact that his mom asked me to speak at his funeral, be the, the main guy was, uh, my karma and, uh, and having to talk through those pieces and stuff. So, um, Remember, it just takes a text today. And the before it was a phone call, it could be an email. It could be anything. I promise you it will make a difference. Uh, and worst case scenario, you get to hang with a bud, a sister, a mother and father. And this is for anyone. This is not just for veterans and first responders. This is for people across the board. Uh, suicide is an issue across all medias and platforms right now and uh you know what it's just not worth it um to to not do something that's that's the truth uh 
Why didn't he reach out to me? Well, why didn't you reach out to him? That's uh, I hear that a billion and a half times. Well, if he'd have just reached out to me. Okay, well, if you had just reached out to him, that's where we're at. So, um, Andrea, anything in closing? I do want to share next week's guest. Um, we have Mr. Bob, Bob Waldrop with Crosswinds Foundation. He's in movies, books. Um, he's a busy guy involved in a lot of veteran foundations as well. We have C.W. Wooten and 20 Hands High coming back for music. Um, he had songs we needed to hear yet, so we, we need to get to know him a little better as we go. C.W. Wooten. Did I say C.J.? C.W. Wooten. No, Excuse you said C.W. Okay. Well, we have a lot of Wootens in our world right now, so C.W. That was then, weird. <laughs> yeah, like boom, boom, boom. Three of them in a row. I never heard the name Wooten my entire life, and then we have three of them in like a three-month period. There's a guy like... here that plays music, Jimmy Wooten. Oh, my gosh. His whole family plays Is music. Is he better? So maybe, maybe they're, no. Uh, maybe they're related. That could it could be. I think he was a bass player for like Neil McCoy or something. He's like oh, twenty okay. something. But he uh yeah. he yeah, his name's Jimmy Wooten. That's weird. That is weird because yeah. you know <laughs> Oh my word. Well, you could meet CW. He's a he's a fun guy. And then um we will have a special guest. She's from the teacher world as well, um, and a veteran. Um, works in my middle school with our with our special ed kiddos and she created um sparkly sparkle sticks sparkle sticks um she loves fishing but it wasn't glittery enough so she she's on a roll man she's getting in with the big she has a nice fishing pole clam Okay, I can't tell you all. She's going to come tell you about them. Um, it's the week before fishing opener here in Minnesota. So um, I bought one. I don't, I, she's going to do lures and stuff too. I don't even put that on because then you catch fish and it interrupts like when I'm reading a book on the boat. So, um, or just taking a nap or getting some sun. Uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. She'll be on to, to share her product as well. So we'll just have uh, a full house next week. Oh, and let me just share our Dallas event coming up May 27th. We have got uh, a day from 2 to 10 at, um, oh my gosh, it's all I talk about all week. The long, sound, and it's Cypress called... Waters. Yeah, <laughs> the sound is Cypress Waters. Thank you. Um, May 27th, 2 to 10 p.m. Um, bring a blanket, bring a chair, bring a cooler. Um, Johnny Cole, the... Um, Old 81 Band, George Dooley Band, Tammy Joe Dabs, Holly Ann, and then our MC and, and um, performing comedian will be Chad Hutto. Uh, it's going to be fun. I've, I've already ordered up the good weather, but not too hot. Um, it will be our Lone Star Shock and a kickoff event, and I'm serious looking forward to it. So with that... Um, it's also the night before the uh, Carry the Load meets in Dallas, like the next day um, they come from all over. So there'll be, there should be a lot of should be a lot of people in town that um, all those bands, by the way, are um, veteran and uh, first responder. I might show up. Hashtag. It's only three hours for me. Yeah. Heck yeah. Come, come party. Over. It's, I'm trying woo, to make it. The more the merrier. Nope, that'd be awesome. 
<laughs> it's so cool. It was just Mark and I, Schaefer, forever. Um, we'd have a few people. We had we had a couple of people here and there, and then for a long span of time, it was just Mark and I. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not good at all this everything in the background. So now we have now Jonathan. John's here to save the day. He's he got is, it. Uh, well, if you go look at that page, you won't think I'm saving the day. I don't know what happened. <laughs> 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 the links got all messed up. Oh no! Yeah. What happened? I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't mm. do the GoFundMe. That's not the one. Mm. What Jonathan, what do you got, brother? Um, <laughs> there's something that that Schaefer brought up, and it's something that I've been kind of. Uh, I, I think we've all said it at some point or another. You know, music is uh, is, what was the word he used? Uh, Therapeutic. Therapy. Music is very therapeutic, and it's a uh, it's a great it's a great uh, medium to help navigate the healing process uh, for whatever you're going through. Honestly, there's there's music to support all sorts of things, but uh, it's something that he said, you know, when what I get into music sometimes when I'm kind of in my head, depressed, whatever, I just go go to work and throw some music in and, and drown the world out, and then when you take the earbuds out, everything's better. Yeah. Uh, but there's a part that you said the night that writing the music was also therapeutic for you. And it, I think it's just, it's, it's, I think it's amazing how everything goes full circle, right? Like you go through the process of, of, of healing while you write. And then that same song, somebody else hears it down the road and it's like, oh man, that was so great. You know, like it, it's just, it's a simple and I say it's simple. It's really not because I can't write music, but it's a it's a simple talent that God gave to a select few people. And it, man, it, it's it's amazing. Love music. Love being a part of this. Uh, we are truly blessed. That's definitely I've um, gone something a day without eating or drinking, <clears throat> whatever. I don't think I've ever gone a day without listening to music of some shape or form every and day. So, yeah. You can absolutely argue that it is uh, an essential piece to life. That's where I'm at. I agree. Uh, Schaefer, you got anything in closing, brother? Uh, I don't think so. I just appreciate y'all letting me come on and and hang out with you guys. And hopefully I get to hang out with y'all in person at some point. Oh, we'll definitely make that happen. And uh, just so you know, you're always welcome to come at any given time. If you got uh, a release or want to share or anything, just let us know. And we're always open to that. Shannon forces himself on us all the time. I'll hop in with Shannon from Alaska, maybe, and we'll just force our way into the show. A hundred percent. going upstream, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) The the great salmon run of uh, Schaefer and, and... book out there watching the salmon would be yeah. one of those one of those cricks where you can see the sh- salmon jumping and then hundreds of them yeah. two sets of butt cheeks sitting out there uh, <laughs> the fish. oh yeah there's the visual now we're done if that doesn't happen at least i can doctor a picture that'll make it look like yeah that. i'll try to make it happen i'll put some hidden cameras out <laughs> Pictures. Send the pictures. Yeah. It Go didn't happen. If there's no pictures. Picture <laughs> didn't happen. Got it. <laughs> Thank you for everyone that came on tonight and everyone that shared. It was amazing seeing all our brothers and sisters that uh, 
Um, many organizations stepped in tonight. Many musicians came and stopped by tonight. Uh, it just, this is such a fun opportunity and network. And uh, we appreciate everything that uh, all of you do. We don't get to do this without our guests, Schaefer and Mr. Barton uh, tonight. And just uh, the others that come and check us out uh, on the daily and, Remember, we do have our new WePP3 Buzz out there. Uh, it is a a platform where you can share. Uh, it is just our network, and so we we sh- we let organizations know it's not a place to solicit uh, fundraising. It's just a place to share your mission and make sure people know that you're there to support. Uh, musicians can drop their their releases and their videos and uh, share in there as they need, um, and then we just kind of. Make sure that those people that stumble onto it um, know that uh, there's nothing but support in that network or in that platform. Um, and we've had some dynamic conversations and people reach out for for some help in areas. Uh, we had a, a lady whose son had donated his heart and she wanted to locate uh, who the recipient of his heart was. That was pretty exciting uh, conversation, just knowing that uh, that heart lives on. And that's uh, where we'll, we'll take part of any mission that uh, anyone throws our way and do the best we can with the resources we have. Uh, if you can, get to our uh, YouTube page, like and subscribe. If you don't like it, you subscribe to it. And uh, you'll see all of our We Got Your Six at Six uh, Patriot Playtime uh, shows all of our weekly debriefs and then all of, uh, the events that we do show up and are at are on there as well. So, um, again, another amazing night, another amazing blessing. And, uh, we will see you tomorrow night at four 30, 1630 central daylight time. Um, biggest thing, take care of yourself this week, take care of yourself so you can help take care of others. And with that, We will see you when the smoke clears. Patriot Pride.